COVID put us all on the same playing field. And I don't necessarily mean in sickness. I mean in the fact that we were in a house or in a space with limited movement, limited places to go, limited access. COVID showed us our real insecurities. And our next guest, she's open about the ones she experienced. Let's take a listen. So happy that I can confidently say in my life that I have seen people be the same person. You know what I mean? And grow, like, you know, change and be the same person. Right. And I'm so proud and I'm so happy for you. And it just looks so good on you. You know what I mean? Um, if I can look back and be like, you know what? Does this match up to the Tyra? I, you know what I mean? Like, yes, it makes sense. But I think that's so dope, you know? Thank you. So, so, so dope. Of course, of course. But yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited. And thank you again in advance for having me. It's been a game changer. And I think it's easy when I say it's been a game changer, like doing this podcast, I think it's easy to see what everyone else is doing from the outside and think we know mm. and like the negative piece of social media, like, mm. Oh dang, like they're doing it. Mm-hmm. To really know the ins and outs. Because when I think about my history, mm-hmm. like the book and everything that I did with them, mm-hmm. people thought when I got in front of them, I'm like, whoa, you went into that? You thought it was that? Like, mm-hmm. whoa, this is not mm-hmm. it. And even when mm-hmm. I try to explain to them and break it down, they didn't always understand, but it's just like, there's a perception and then there's reality. How do you change mm-hmm. reality for those who in a dark space or in the space in which we came from? It a thousand percent makes a lot of sense. And, um, whew, man, yeah, it's like, you know, when you were younger and, um, your parents is like, you think you're grown, you think you're grown, you think you're grown, but you have no idea. Well, maybe they had a point, you know? <laughs> maybe they had a fucking point, honestly, because it's like, you know, the the things that I was so concerned about 20, 21, you know what I mean? 22. Right. But, I, you know, to be honest, so, yes, there's that, there's that side of it. But as I continue to evolve and grow, and adapt and transform and you know all of the words. I don't think that there's one verb to describe what this process is, right? right. Um, I'm also learning that the things that bothered me back then are the same things that are bothering me now. It's just that you know they're pressing, like they're now the next things to deal with. If I'm going to transcend into that next level, I can't ignore these anymore. So even if I didn't deal with them at 21, I didn't deal with them at 25, at 31, they're still like, hey, <laughs> still an issue. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, now yeah. we're jumping. We're getting into the interview now because that, that okay. I feel like is perfect to, like, what I really want to hear from you as far as a journey and, like, mm-hmm. seeing you at A and now you're at G and, like, you have mm-hmm. so much so many more goals to accomplish is what has your journey been like in this self-discovery phase? Like, I think there's a physical piece to that and the next mm. that you kind of just hit on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if there was ever like a great big punctuation, you know, like in the sentence mm-hmm. of my life, as I'm sure this would be the same for everyone else, right? Is COVID, right? So having your entire reality as you know it 
transformed. I don't know. Generationally, I think they said that only, I mean, and transformed by like disease is different to be transformed by natural disasters and, you know, like 9-11 and tragic happenings and, you know, things that are regional, local. This was global. This was everyone, everywhere. This wasn't, there wasn't, you couldn't be too rich, too poor, too healthy, too unhealthy. Like it was fair game for you to get affected, you know? And I think the question now is how were we all affected? And for me, it was the first time in a long time I got to spend a lot of time by myself. And that's not always the easiest thing for me personally to do. And maybe a few people can attest and the order can say the same thing, but man, when you have to sit alone with your thoughts for a long period of time, Mm -hmm. that's tough, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Especially given, like, the timing, right? So my mom got COVID really early, like, before we knew anything. So it's like, if this happens to my mom, you know what I mean? I mean, this is, like, scary stuff. It's like, I can't go see her. I can't touch her. I can only talk to her even outside of her own house with the phone. You know what I mean? Like, it was different, you know? Mm in terms of work, you know, being, doing what I do and working frequently, you know, among people, amongst people, and then having to switch to virtual. It's like, oh, this is not my cup of tea, you know, (laughs) but also seeing people flourish in that space. And I mean, there's so many things in comparison and angst and having to be a parent and having to really prioritize mental health because at that point I think we all really just probably overlooked the fact that we were all on the verge of potentially losing it you know what I mean but anyway all that to say getting a chance to spend time with myself really gave me an opportunity to reflect on where I had been where I currently was and where I wanted to go knowing that on the other side i.e. where I wanted to go at this point was the first time in a long time where I felt like any, like where I felt like I had the power, right? Which is so weird. Cause it's like, what changed, you know? Uh, but something did clearly. And I just wanted to be in a lot more control. Maybe it's because I was in a place where I felt like I had no control, you know, but the reality of it is we don't have control a hundred percent of the time. We think we do. And so I just decided that I wanted to be, I wanted to take, a giant leap, you know what I mean, into seeing the actualization of who I really feel like I am and can be, which is, you know, physically. It's like, dude, I've been, you know, a bigger girl my whole life and still am. I mean, even in now, like, you know, after losing a hundred some odd pounds, you look at my frame and it's like, oh, okay. Like the only thing that's all about you is your waist. It's great. But it's like, no, you're like, you know, I have a bigger frame, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but even even getting to the point where I'm like, OK, this is what it is. Accept it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't change that. Actually, you can, <laughs> you know, um, and, and no knock. I'm just, again, just being respectful of everybody's decisions. But for me, that's not like I'm not there's some I have identifying your boundaries, right? Your will, then you won't. You're, right. you know, do then you don't. So I there are some that I'm just not willing to cross. So whether it was physically, whether it was, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be wearing Invisalign right now, but that's a story for a different day. Yeah, like definitely wanted to see the most confident version, the most vibrant version, the most everything. Ver- like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just one way, I was like, dog, I've never met this me before. 
you know, but I know she's in there. But then, you know, so you do all that and then you realize that the physical starts to unearth some mental and spiritual, right? Because we're all connected. Like we're, I think as human beings, we forget that like, that's how, you know, it's a triad. You even think about the Holy Trinity, right? It's like in threes and it can be different threes, but nonetheless, I think there's multiple parts is, is what's, what I'm trying, is the plan I'm trying to hit at. But it's like, so as I tried, as I thought I was getting right physically, it was kind of like, okay, this is not enough. Like, mm. this isn't, this isn't giving me what it was supposed to be giving, you know? <laughs> I think that's how the kids say it these days. But yeah, like, so it wasn't. And because then I was starting to, you know, my physical goals were starting to become unhealthy, right? right. And they were starting to become vain. And my motivation to go work out was so I would have an Instagram post. I'm just being honest, you know what I'm saying? Um, it wasn't that I was going to go work out because I wanted to go work out. It's just, you know, my social audience is required. You know, it's a thing. It's what I do. Like, so I was like, yeah, no, we can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that. That's not what we're trying to do here. You know, and so there was that, but also emotionally, it was like, okay, well, great. You thought your unhappiness or disdain or whatever was rooted in, like, your physical acceptance of yourself. Okay, well, it's clearly it's not. Some of it, yes. But what about the rest? Then you have to start asking about, like, you know, emotional and spiritual questions so yes like therapy has been a staple in my life for at least the last eh, one year um consistently to Mm -hmm. you know on and off maybe a little more but just you know it's the power of talking the power of hearing yourself say certain things the power of forcing yourself it's crazy like you can do it. Then you use one thing, look in the mirror, look at yourself and say things to yourself, right? It's like, how deep are you trying to take this like healing thing? Because I think a lot of us go through the emotions. Because like I said, you, I said seriously for a year, but consistently for two. It's because the first year of therapy, I felt like I was just going through the emotions, right? You know, all your right. friends talking about going to see a therapist and going to therapy. And it's like, okay, it's the cool thing to do. Or I wouldn't say it's the cool thing to do because that wasn't it for me. It's like, and I'm trying not the word trendy is it either, but it's like my peers are at the phase where we're all going to go see therapists. So like, I'm doing this right if I'm seeing a therapist, you know what I mean? But it's like, Ivy, what are you seeing a therapist for? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what are you, what is the intentionality there? So there was obviously a switch there. So yeah, that's such an earth, a lot of things. And that's so going back to what I said earlier is the things that were bothering me when we first met are still bothering me now, you know, mm. it's just, how they were bothering me back then and how they were bothering me now is different. And at back then I knew that they were bothering me and it was kind of like, think of it as like an early warning sign, but now I can't move forward. If they don't get dealt with you. That part, I can't move forward until they get dealt with. That is a real statement. And I encourage individuals, especially those who are transitioning transition points out into college a new job, you know, a promotion, understanding that until you deal with the past and the old, it is really impossible to see your real future or your potential. And that you talked about social media, Mm -hmm. doing, you know, having poor intentions for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. working out so that you could put on these posts and stuff. Do you believe you've achieved mentally the confidence that you have pushed out on social media? No, and that's honest. Cause I, 
to be honest, even in that moment, I was thinking tears. So I was thinking to myself, like, if I think about it, the answer is no. So no, because, and this is actually something I was discussing with my significant other. And we were talking about how, you know, we had a situation, right, mm-hmm. where, and, you know, if you love someone, what I'm, even that, it's like, that, okay, you know how, like, you know how you say you, you're throwing away, like, everything you were ever taught and told and, and beat it, and there's so many things we just hold on. Like, for the other day, the other day I was at the OBGYN, and I was like, I just have this number, like, 40, like, ingrained in my head, like, 40 is when everything just shuts down, you know what I mean? Right. And she just laughed and she was just like, yeah, because for years, like, that's the thing that's being preached to women. And it's like, no, it's not 40. You know, some women's 38, some women's 47. Like, but for whatever reason, it was just like that number, you know, so those kinds of things. I think that another one is uh, love doesn't hurt bullshit. Like, who even came up with that dumb ass shit? Just to be honest, it's like, clearly that person had, hadn't loved or been in love or like, because... <laughs> I mean, come on. You know what I mean? No, it does. You don't know why? Because when somebody you love tells you the truth, the shit fucking hurts. Like, you know? And it hurts more because it's coming from somebody who loves you. So when somebody comes around, it's like, well, does it hurt? And you're like, wait. See, all anyway, I just like, I've been unraveling mindfucks for the last two years of my life, which is, you know. But anyway, I feel like to say, so he said something that really he meant in a very positive way, but he said it in a way that, you know, because of where I emotionally cut at me very different, right? If I was healed and whole, that may have ricocheted. I may have had a little bit of a harder show, you know what I mean, to take that. But I did it. And I folded, you know what I mean? And just to be honest, like, it was just around something that I was wearing. But for again, for somebody who's changed, like, first of all, they, what they don't tell you is like, God, this shit is the worst because you get to a point where none of your wardrobe fits, just none of it. Like I've held on to so much for so long because your clothes mold around you and those still find their way. But then it just gets to a point now where everything just looks sloppy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not presentable. And it's just very pricey. And so, you know, slowly but slowly. But so when we got home and it was also timing because it was like, I, I had just picked him up from the airport and I say all these things to say, like I'm making everything I harp on is something that I'm learning about, like timing, you know what I mean? How you say things and whatever else. So we get to the house and I'm just finally like, you know what? Like, let me just open up about what really, like, let me try to explain to him what I'm actually hurt by. Cause it's not, I didn't think we were on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I was like, look, I am really going through, a dysmorphia phase right now and mm. it's even weird for me to admit it and say it because like I, you know where I the, where my culture where I'm from like you don't ever like label yourself as having a disease or being ill or like any of that like god forbid you know what I mean but I mean shit sometimes it just is what it is name entertainment right like you gotta be able to I'm learning like the best way even with kids and like emotions like therapy tips like you have to teach kids how to verbalize how they're feeling young that way as they grow older you set a really good foundation so mommy i am feeling frustrated you know what i mean i am feeling nervous i am feeling anxious i am feeling sad i am feeling you know unexplainably sad you know what i mean i'm feeling depressed you gotta like you gotta show them that range you know Mm -hmm. and have them respect all ends of the spectrum you know but anyway so 
this is like me like, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable because I have to like geek myself to be vulnerable, right? Because that's not, that's, that's getting way too close, right? So I'm right. telling him like, look, I look in a mirror and it's like, I see myself with my eyes and then I see myself with like my old vision of myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like the biggest mindfuck because like I go shopping, I'm a true, probably a true six right now. Well, I don't know, these past two weeks might be back at eight, but I don't know. But like, I, no, like I wear a six now and I say that because I have to say it enough times for me to eventually, like to get to that point where like I actually believe it, you know what I mean? Right. So it's not even like I'm bragging or I have to make a point. No, it's like I have to put myself in positions where I can publicly claim that, you know? But right. I'll go shopping and I like go get an eight and maybe a 10 or like a large and extra large. Just instinctively, you know what I mean? It's like my body won't allow me to walk to that, to a six or a small or extra small or whatever. And it's so fucked up. Like, it's very painful because what I'm like, I don't know how to say it. It's like I step outside of myself to look at myself and it's almost like I'm sad at what I see, mm. you know? And it's like sad to think that you think of yourself that way. But you have to feel that and accept it and acknowledge it to never want to feel like that again. Or to, so going, that's what I was saying. You have to teach kids to name, I feel ashamed. I feel embarrassed, Right. Right. If they can name those emotions early, they're not 31 years old like me trying to articulate to a therapist how I really feel. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you but feel like you always felt that way about your weight? Do you ever remember a point of being no. happy? No. no. And you know what's even more sad? Oh, gosh. What's even more sad is when I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, there were days where I remember feeling like I looked good. But I look at myself in my eyes today and I'm like, oh, my God, like how how low of a low was that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you even tried to make yourself feel like you felt great at that point in your life. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like you're embarrassed at yourself, dude. Like, that's not something that you're taught to deal with or even know how to process. Because I do think things like, OK, I think things like, OK, does my boyfriend think that my girlfriend at some point was like severely overweight. You know what I mean? It's not me anymore, but that was me at some point. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a process and it's processing that, that thought process of, okay, how do I feel about it? How do people around me feel about it? How do my, how does my circle feel about it? Going through all of those emotions and accepting them, accepting them takes, a level of confidence. It also takes a level of vulnerability. Um, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And I think that's something I'm saying that from experience and that happens at any size. I think that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I get frustrated with. Like I did pageants. So my mm-hmm. yeah thought process around weight and then talking to someone and them telling me I can never win because I wasn't small enough, like as my person that my partner or potential partner that I'm pursuing for you to come back and say that to me it's like if you think that what do the judges think so you go through all of these emotions of trying to accept what people may say about you or think about you and then you get lost in finding what you feel about you oh yeah and so that makes me think when you talk about like all these different layers have you ever 
because I rooted my insecurities yeah. in my way, wanting to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Have you ever reflected on where your weight came from, or is that a part of your shape, a part of your how you were created? Have you ever even discovered, went through a phase of discovery for that? Oh my God, we are. I'm literally sitting here with. Well, it's an anonymous show, but I can't say her name. But she is my soul sister, stylish, creative friend. I don't know. It's weird. Like, everybody on my team, mm-hmm. like, I'm just at this phase where it's like, I don't really do titles because I just think that that sells the person short. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you would have to spend at least two months with me for me to be able to put in towards what that person is to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so there, yeah. So anyway. But we were just talking about, we were talking about clothes. And I was just saying, like, I'm at a point now where I'm like, look, even at my smallest, I'm going to be a big girl. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already, like, 5'7". Like, average height is, like, 5'5". Five, five. You know what I mean? So by any standards I put on 5-inch heels, I'm damn near 6 feet. You know? Right. So, like, I'm tall. And, yes, genetically, like, I'm very fully aware. And, you know, my mom always told it to me when I was little. And I pass it off as them just really giving me some dumbass to say. But, like, no, she actually meant it. Like, my people are, like, big people. Mm-hmm. Like, very curvy women. Like, insanely small waist, ginormous big hips. Like, crazy ratios. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and that's on, and I'm two different tribes. I'm, like, Bantu and Nyla. And they, they come with different, very distinct, like, features. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, part of me is like, you know what? This is what you're going to get. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't get, I, I'm going to always, what is it? Like, it's true slim thick. Like, this is me slim, but I'm still thick. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me, it's, I think it's still even too painful for me to think about, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, because it's like, I remember when I was like in like, man, high school, early high school, like late middle school. Like, the doctor forced my mom to put me on, like, a diet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I remember seeing my smallest version of myself. Mm-hmm. I may have been, like, I was the weight that I am now. That was at, like, 14, 15. So to have struggled with weight management for all of that time, I feel like, I mean, a part of me feels like like the world owes it to me, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, to be honest, like, <laughs> you know, everybody, you feel the world crop tops all through the winter. Fuck yes. Like, I am. <laughs> do you think and don't crop- ask me any questions, you know? Do you think the crop top is more for your confidence or for other people to appreciate your body? For me, because I just haven't been able to do it. You know what I mean? It's right. like making up for a lot of time. Okay. That is you know. But yeah. to be honest, though, I hear myself say that and I cringe. Because right. it's like, I have to say it because I actually do feel the way I'm saying. Like, I have to... We have to give each other spaces to say all of the shit that we're thinking and never get to say. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You feel me though, right? Right. That's true. And then to hear someone in those same shoes and know that it's possible to feel how I feel and still still keep going. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of youth, they get stuck where they're at. They don't see anyone in that space. And then they feel like, oh, this is the end. That's crazy to feel like that, though. I guess it's just a blessing. I think, you know, I think that's why you and I, you know, have always, like, it's a different kind of um, bond that we have. 
when I say that, what I mean is that then understanding someone on like a spiritual level, mm -hmm. like there's just some stuff that the universe just, it was meant to happen. So when it happens, it feels very uh, natural. Natural. I don't even think the word natural isn't enough justice, to be honest. I think it, it feels like it was meant to be. You know what I mean? Like you and I have always felt like it was meant to be. In, right. in a very, like, not the, you know, yeah, it's very much like me to get like, super deep or whatever, but see, even that, like, why is it that I'm conditioned to apologizing for being, like, honest? You know what I'm right. saying? Right, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, is is being able to function, like, at that level. Like, we've always just vibed that word, vibe, gosh. But it's a <laughs> vibe. <laughs> it it's a whole vibe. A whole vibe. Yeah, go too deep safe apart and still be connected mm -hmm. be okay with that mm -hmm. that's that's real mm -hmm. but i don't want to this has been like great but i don't want to cut into your day i know we had a time had a time limit but i want to mm -hmm. read this mm -hmm. and i want to hear what your feedback is and that's how we can close it out um close okay. it out. this is a, a book that i just randomly got and it's about like being more tree and so mm -hmm. I always just flip it open at the end of the interview, read it, and then you just give me what you feel at the end of it. Okay. And just looking at the title, I am laughing because the title is Learn From Your Past. I oh, could wow. not have planned that. Wow. <laughs> and so it's Pine Tree, and it reads, just like people, trees flourish when they learn from their, their past experiences. One of the most challenging things for a tree is high winds, which blow even stronger on the kind of exposed slope on the pines that they grow on. If you're the tree at the edge of the pine forest, you're going to get hit by the wind even harder. So trees that grow on forest fringes adapt to being buffeted by each winter's, by each winter's wind by changing how they grow, developing a more tapered and stronger trunk. Wow. What are you feeling from that? That's heavy. Mm, whatever it is you go through, um, your walk, your journey. Let's talk about journeys. Mm, it was designed specifically for you. That's mm. right there. <laughs> and what I, what I'm trying to focus on is with that knowledge. I think ultimately, that's where true happiness comes from. Mm. Is accepting everything that just comes with being you because it was made just for you. So what an honor and a pleasure and a joy it should be to just live your life. Why do we always want to live somebody else's life? That's so, can you imagine how God feels? Like I designed this beautiful thing just for you. Would she want to live somebody else's? You live your life. I mean, I, that makes me chills how you just closed that. I that is crazy. Wow. If I told you like, not to, yeah, I'm going to you off. If I told you how timely that is and everything that's actually going on in my real life, you'll be like, wow. And to mm -hmm. all of the little girls who are listening and struggling with insecurity about body, they're mm -hmm. going to hear this and they're going to hear that end and they're going to be like game changer. For those who are hungry, for those who are really seeking change, they're gone. For those who were sitting in their dark spot, in the sunken spot, they're encouraged like what it's it gets yeah i can't even explain no but i think that the moral i think the what i get from what you just said 
is also, again, very ironically, the very message I feel like I personally need in this point in time in my life. So for that to be my takeaway and that um, is basically, yeah. So it's not for us to decide all these things, right? Again, we always say God's timing, not ours. So clearly that it's not for us to decide the timing, but what's for us to decide is whether or not we're going to listen and obey, right? So when you're obedient, you just go where the Lord said goes is for him to orchestrate that path. We're too busy trying to be the orchestrators of that path. That's not our job. Your job is just to move when he says move. So your job was not to be that person to put together. You did exactly what you were supposed to do, which is move when he said move. And if you were one interview a week, then you did one interview a week. The provisions are not for you to provide. It's for the provider, right? You got to know your role. You got to know your place, you know? Help me. Help me. I'm sending them a knee in prayer. Like, help me. No, for real. Exactly. You got to know where your help comes from. And I mean, from there on, it's, you know, a deeper conversation, but nonetheless, like, so yes, like, and so look at the continual give flow back and forth of testimony and wisdom and sharing and appreciation and acknowledgement and affirmation and all these things. But only all those things only dwell where God is present. Like, so if you're in a place where you're unhappy and you're, you know, just perturbed and you're not at peace and whatever else. Like those things are not of God. But even though that they're not of God, it doesn't mean God isn't with you. Right. This is so good. This part may have to be shared because this is like, I knew you were going to bring it. I knew it. I mean, I could call you the pastor, the preacher right now because I knew you were going to bring something. Like I knew it. Like, even for myself, like, I'm sitting here listening to you, like, yes, God, I needed to hear that. I needed to control out of my own being. I need to stop trying to make it perfect, perfection. Like, thank you, God. Like, thank you. But beyond that, thank you. Thank you for just always just watching to the beat of your own drum. You know what I mean? Like, it's refreshing to let people like that continue to exist. That's why I said, like, it's so amazing to be like, you know what? I've known somebody who really is the same person. Like, they're literally, like, they've grown and changed and evolved and transcended and all of those are wonderful things. But the core of them, I just never believed was changeable and just hasn't changed. Like, that's solid, man. Like, that's really solid and very, very admirable. These stories, they connect us. Celebrities are human, too. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is different perspectives. Everyone heals differently. Life and legacy are complex and beauty feels good when it's freeing. We see these individuals everywhere. We see family and friends daily, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, their grief, their pain or struggles. Healing is being strong. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you follow Invisible Beauty on all social channels at I am Invisible Beauty. Until next time, this is Invisible Talks Pod. I'm Tyra Elon.